0: co-founder and billionaire bill gates his 65th birthday said gates all right i can finally collect
1: social security
0: be, oh, be ironic because he's wow. so wealthy he doesn't really even need social security so. he's a very wealthy man i'm surprised he'd be excited <laughs> well, i think that's the irony it would barely make a dent you would think right <laughs> i don't understand how that would affect his finances you would think he'd hardly even notice right right uh, some good economic news that is hitting today that you should know about. Weekly
1: jobless Hurry claims. Hurry up, because I need to get back to frightening and or angering people. Weekly jobless claims have
0: fallen to 751,000, which is still higher than the, the pre-COVID record by a lot.
1: Going down.
0: But it's not a million, which it was for 20 weeks in a row.
1: Do we still have those clips, Michael? I love those, those clips. they are always good. Oh,
0: so good. And also, the U.S. economy. And also the US economy Moving up is exactly. <laughs> yeah. Grew at a record-breaking 33% for the annual rate, about 7% for the for the quarter. That's just crazy, but again um, as I mentioned earlier, the way for me to lose a record 200 pounds would be to gain 500 pounds. <laughs> so the economy was in the toilet to allow such a crazy. Rebound. Well, another. I dare you.
2: Uh, to, to paraphrase something I saw Andrew Yang just tweet, if you lose 33% and then you gain 33%, you're still down about 11%. Hmm.
0: Interesting.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. Math. Math. What are you going to do? <laughs> Percentages are weird. Now, if you don't listen to the show live, uh, this is irrelevant information for you but the uh, the markets do appear to be rallying somewhat at present which is good up. <laughs> which, which is good keenan because uh, I have a bit of money in a 401k
0: yeah cuz it takes among other things. it takes a 100% increase to double something but only a 50% decrease decrease to half of something
1: right right plus my 20% share in a, a Chinese energy company oh that's right I wasn't supposed to say that Oh, no, you're like That's, Hunter
0: Biden. I'm a lot like you. You're him. the big guy.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not. <laughs> How do you like this, folks? Uh I got I got two things of a similar sort. Well, this one's so partisan. I am a partisan. I have a particular set of ideas that I think are way better for the country. That makes you an think, ideologue.
0: Okay. Right, A partisan goes with Democrat or Republican no matter what they're doing.
1: Oh, no. I think the uh, Republican Party is uh, has no principles and is, is heavily populated with hypocrites and jackasses. There are some good folks. Absolutely. But, yeah, okay, I'm more an ideologue. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, these are two things uh, of, of, uh, of a piece. Two peas in a pod, if you will. Number one, businesses all across America are boarding up their windows in anticipation of violence on Election Day and the days following. Coast to coast, they are boarding up their windows preemptively. In this country, all of that violence will be started by the left. If I'm wrong, point out when I am wrong. I will acknowledge it, and then I will figure the rough percentage of the violence started by the left um, and the right And I will bring that to you uh, without fear or trepidation on the the Armstrong and Getty show.
0: Well, one of the reasons they're boarding up is because, well, one, we we know that we're in a time where people might uh, get in the streets and get violent. And two, it's been demonstrated over and over all across the country that nobody's going to stop it. Right. There's going to be almost no effort to stop it from happening. For instance, got this picture from Philadelphia. Uh, This store was looted in May during those protests, using my finger quotes. They just restocked the shelves and reopened three weeks ago, and now they've got a picture of it completely wiped out. Everything smashed. Nothing in the store except for broken glass, and they won't be able to open until Christmas time.
1: Right? Dozens of black-owned businesses, by the way, how dozens do you- of of hardworking American families who've labored their whole lives to open a business, and now the mob of looters has brought them to their knees. God,
0: how do you even how do you even decide that this is what you want to do with your life? When that has happened, I would think, I will, you just can't. If I'm going to be a business person, I can't do it here.
1: Michael, do we still have the crowd laugh? We haven't used that either for ages. You're slacking in there. COVID I don't mind restrictions. It. We it. COVID day. restrictions. Oh, that we can't have a live audience anymore. Nah, I'm too lazy to read the fine print. Uh, you? Yeah, we got the crowd laugh. Philadelphia has become the city of brotherly looting. <laughs> My favorite aspect of it is that 17 looters shot each other the other night during the looting. Because one guy would have, like, a better big screen than the other guy, so the, the second guy would shoot the first guy and take his, his big screen. They turned on each other like savages. This is unbelievable. Okay, so I promised you two things. This is the second one. Uh, I'm quoting now a, uh, a tweet from Emily, who I, I don't know her act. Uh, but she wrote, Girl Scouts, an organization dedicated to girls, has removed a post, quote, Highlighting the five women who've been appointed to the Supreme Court because it was viewed as a political and partisan statement. So the Girl Scouts have had to take down their tweet celebrating the five women appointed to the Supreme Court because Twitter went wild and was angry. It's supportive of Trump. So the greatest, perhaps, organization for little girls on earth is now cowed into not saluting women of achievement because people are so insane over Trump.
0: Well, tiny number of people on Twitter. Organizations. That's a good point. A lot of people just haven't caught on to the fact that a tiny number of people on Twitter are controlling the dialogue. And I think
1: eventually we'll all catch on to this. I think the Girl Scouts, you tell me whether this is a good argument or they ought to just uh, man up. (laughs) You want the Girl Scouts to man up. Irony intended. Hmm. Um, Those small, that small number of militant scumbags on Twitter will come to the attention of, I'm glancing up, Good Morning America and the Today Show, and they'll make a big deal over it. Does the Girl Scouts support Donald Trump? From little girls to partisan activism, the Girl Scouts, they'll have a gigantic migraine headache they don't need.
2: Uh,
0: True. That's true. Is there some
1: uh, primitive island uh, nation I can become part of? I might even be uh, able to, I don't know, I could be like their minister of something or other. I'd bribe my way in, but I'd imagine, you know, my nest egg is probably good enough. If, you know, they they trade in conch shells and (laughs) wear loincloths and such, I'd probably be quite the mover and shaker there.
0: Uh, Does anybody know why grocery demand is skyrocketing again? What is that all
1: about? People are staying home, cooking at home. Thanksgiving coming up. And that. Those two things, I believe it's it's mostly the stay at home cooking at home thing. I've heard a handful of stories that because seem of COVID's resurgence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Is so is there a, a Clorox wipes and uh, hand sanitizer and all that, or we got plenty of that now?
1: I think America's industrial might got ratcheted up enough that that stuff it's like water now.
0: Toilet paper's not a problem.
1: I was at the, the warehouse place the other day,
2: and it was fully stocked. It wasn't at all like the one-per-customer signs uh-huh. that
1: were around in the early days. Yeah. Well, okay. and, and uh, you know, Positive Sean put this the best I've heard it put. If instead of all the lockdown talk and the governors and their health jackasses who are obsessed with nothing but the COVID and their unilateral dictatorial dictates... Again, that's some fine writing there. Um, If instead we'd said, America, we have a serious problem here. We've got this nasty disease. It spreads like crazy. But we can't wreck the economy. How do we keep each other safe yet forge ahead? How do we keep our schools open? Ready, set, create. If we challenge the American people like that. Ready, set, create. And you're seeing some of that now. But those who would dictate from above, those who are desperate for central control, man, they got the reins for a while, and they, they tried to keep that from happening. Ready or not, we're going to follow the science, said a guy who couldn't think his way out of a friggin' paper bag. Um, Gavin Boosom. Boo. So, what do you think of that?
0: Mm, huh? Mm. Especially around Halloween stuff? No? Uh, am I a child in
1: this scenario? <laughs> He was <laughs> a governor, and he's scary. Adam, boo some. Yeah, if I was six, yeah, that'd be pretty strong. But mm. Anyway, end of rant. I think you hear me talking. So um,
0: some hackers hacked into a, a, a Georgia County's election data Uh-oh. and said, give us some money, or we're going to release this private information from people. And
2: hackers. The, and
0: hackers. The, and the county didn't pay, so the hackers released some of the data, but not like the most... Like, your Social Security numbers and stuff. Yeah. Just to let them know, like, see, we got it. We're not kidding. We released the names the addresses. You don't, still
1: not going to pay us? Don't push us. And They, uh, they sent back uh, a finger. Yeah, in effect. Or a toe, in the case of the Big Lebowski.
0: Uh, and we'll see what happens. Um, uh, they're going to send out, uh, release Social Security numbers, voting history, which could be embarrassing for some Ooh. people, I suppose. All that sort of stuff. Um, but to me, the bigger story... And it's a pretty big story that hackers can so regularly hold cities and counties and states. Hospitals. Hospitals. Oof. Yeah, it's something. But anyway, if they can do it, I got to believe the the Russians and the Chinese are better hackers than that. And they're not going to get into voter rolls to try to steal money. Right. They don't want $50,000. They're going to try to screw with the election. Uh, I just, you know... I I, I really, really, I'm going to the, the third, really the rarely seen third. Really, I really, really, really hope the number one story next week isn't how China or Russia or Iran or somebody screwed up our election so much. We don't know who won Florida. We don't know who won Pennsylvania.
1: You know, what's the irony in this or we're going to have a serious
0: constitutional
1: crisis. Russia will put out the story that Russia hacked into the actual voting machines.
0: Yeah, it's a weird situation where you wouldn't want to do it and and not and people not know it, right? You but even no if it's in... not true,
1: they'll do it. They'll they'll publish that story to try to get us to question each other and ourselves and our institution. But if you're successful, you'd still want.
0: If you were really successful, you'd still want people to know because if you just make one of them win. I don't think that I don't think they actually feel there's that much of an advantage to them either one of them winning. Oh
1: yeah, some senator in Georgia, please. The
0: the the the, the advantage is you know the chaos of this wasn't a a, a, a real election mm. with the presidency and the Senate at stake. Yeah, now I, that oh I hope that's not the story next week. Brr! Now, now
1: you frightened me. I
0: don't know. I have no idea how we would straighten that mess out. No idea. What, are you going to do a do-over election and hope you're you're better at keeping your votes this time? I mean, what would you do? I have no idea how they would fix that. It would actually be a constitutional crisis.
1: There you go. I'm working with Nancy Pelosi over here. No, you're right. It would be. Oh, how are you going to decide who's president? Asserted. Georgia is the number one state in America for great songs being written about it. Please discuss. We'll take your call. We don't take calls. Uh, uh, Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to email. Idaho? No. Not so much. Let's think about it. Okay. We'll come back. There are a couple alternatives. There are a couple pretenders to the throne, but I still say it's Georgia. I got the hot toy
0: list if you want to get ahead of that, among other things on the way.
1: Armstrong and Getty. George. Georgia, the whole day. Well,
0: this is obviously the best song about a state ever. Just an old
1: sweet song. Many if versions I could sing like that. I would never speak. I would sing my orders Georgia at the Chinese restaurant. The restaurants exist anymore? I can't remember. So I positive that Georgia has the best songs written about Georgia. it. Uh, Rainy Night in Georgia is also a, s- a spectacular song the more I thought about it, I just think by sheer weight of uh, number of locations and cultural impact, Cal Unicornia is probably at the top of the list. I have a couple of lists for you. Number one, the uh, 20 greatest songs written about geographical locations that have become part of the national consciousness. So they're older. Goes from Sweet Home Alabama to L.A. Woman to uh, see, I, I disagree. Songs. L.A. Woman is about a woman. Well, it's about L.A. Too. Detroit Rock City. You got your Kansas City. You got your. By the time I get to Phoenix, which is about infidelity. Uh, I don't know that song. Uh, going to California by Led Zeppelin. El Paso, Marty Robbins. Scratching you, were you itch there, Jack? Little country music because of my rash. Uh, the city of New Orleans, Arthur Arlo Guthrie. Uh, Midnight train to Georgia. There it is, Gladys Knight. And don't forget, ladies and gents, the Pips. Looking back, Texas, whalen- Waylon. S-
2: I want to spend like a week in New Orleans one day and just go to different like hole in the wall jazz clubs. Once people go. are allowed
1: to gather, good times.
2: Stuff. That sounds awesome.
1: Do you know the way to San Jose, Dion Warwick? I actually do. Depends where you are. <laughs> Philadelphia Freedom, Elton John. I'd just take eighty to one hundred one. That's one way to get there. Last train to Clarksville, the Monkeys. Again, not about Clarksville at all, but about a girl. Brooklyn Roads, Neil Diamond. I don't know that song. Mm-mm. It's a reminiscence about his childhood in Brooklyn in the 50s. Viva Las Vegas, Elvis Presley. John Denver, uh, Rocky Mountain High. That's number four. Your number three greatest song about a location ever, California Dreamin'. The uh, Madres y Poppies. Uh Let's see. Uh, Wichita Lyman, Glenn Campbell, which is, again, about infidelity, not about Wichita. And the California girls, the beach boys. <laughs> and actually, I also have for you the most famous song about every state. And I'm not going to do all 50. There are 50 until the Democrats get control of the Senate, by the way. Uh, I'm just going to flip down and at random bring you Colorado, Rocky Mountain High by John Denver. Mm. Ah, that one's too obvious. We are. Oh, Arkansas, Mary Queen of Arkansas by Bruce Springsteen, which was one of the worst Springsteen songs ever, according to that new list that's out that people will talk about for a day and a half. Um, I'll continue to sprinkle these in throughout the day, Jack, whether you like it or not. Coming up,
0: (laughs) Kamala Harris's liberalism is no laughing matter based on her 60 Minutes performance from Sunday night. We'll play a little clip for that and explain why um you know the only reason this is important generally who cares what the vice president thinks about anything uh an
1: office that ain't worth a bucket of warm
0: s uh but uh joe thinks she's going to be president because well you think joe biden's not going to finish his term
1: oh i'd be willing to wager heavily on the proposition i haven't seen
0: any polling on that what percentage of people think he'll last a full term
1: nobody jill biden says no
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's got to be fairly low doesn't it how much time we got here michael uh, one minute. One minute. Can we do this? A Tampa woman returned 42,000 Amazon items. It was a scheme to try to make money. Here's how it went. This woman found a loophole with a very large
1: company that all of us use, and she took advantage of that loophole. Basically, what she was doing is claiming that she paid for the shipping prices when she didn't do it.
0: They have a fraud department, and they were tracking her for a while.
2: What were you doing making all those returns? No, I don't have any comment. Do you have an attorney we could reach out to?
0: Not yet. But you will not yet. Yeah. She returned. F- this just sounds like a pain in the ass. If you worked this hard, you'd make this much money in <laughs> a real job. She returned forty two thousand Amazon items, which would be a, a <laughs> like sentence me to prison to do that. Oh, uh, and a hundred thousand dollars reimbursement scheme. But How again, about if just you work hard
1: the, at the county fair, where people punch me in the face for five bucks, <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you've ever returned anything, it's a pain in the ass. Oh, uh, boy. So Kamala Harris's uh, socialism and how uh, the cable news channels went crazy when ACB uh, became Supreme Court uh, not, uh, justice. It's pretty funny.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Say it with me. Kamala.
0: Kamala. We're going to be talking about Kamala Harris. Harris. Thank you, Don, for the uh, pronunciation guide.
1: Yes. <laughs> you don't want to be a racist.
0: In just a second. First, I
1: just saw this like up. Like Joe on, Biden who mispronounces it like half the time.
0: I just saw this up on the video. It was um, John Fogarty from CCR playing fortunate son for his granddaughter's history project.
2: That would be cool. Wow. For school. What do you think she got on the on the project?
0: I also see that on the new keeping up with the Kardashians, which just debuted, Chloe reveals she has tested positive for COVID. So our prayers are with Chloe Kardashian. Um on a serious note, uh terrorist attack in France today. That's a fairly big deal. More on that coming up in a little bit, but uh yeesh, that story is back. Yeesh is right. And strong.
2: They're decapitating people.
0: They are decapitating people on the you know on today in a church in France, but anyway, that's ugly. Kamala Harris was on 60 Minutes the other night. The feature, of course, was Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Who cares who the running mates are? Nobody cares. It never mattered in my lifetime. Nobody's casting a vote based on who the VP is.
1: Oh, it matters.
0: Um, But Kamala Harris is more likely to be president than any VP I can remember.
1: <laughs> Since maybe 1972 when it looked like old Tricky Dick was getting toward the end of his run.
0: But anyway, so here's Kamala on 60 Minutes with Nora O'Donnell Sunday night.
2: So
1: are you going to bring the policies, those progressive policies that you supported as senator, into a Biden administration? I will give him that perspective and always be honest with him. And is that a socialist or progressive perspective? No. No, it is the perspective of of a woman who grew up a, a, a black child in America who was also a Prosecutor who also has a mother who arrived here at the age of 19 from India, who also, you know, likes hip hop. (laughs) What do you want to know? What the hell does that mean? I
0: uh, I appreciate Nora O'Donnell asking that question and in a serious tone. Yeah, the way it was answered was kind of funny, but uh, Kamala Harris's liberalism is no laughing matter. This from this editorial, just pointing this out. The nonpartisan GovTrack ranked Harris as the most liberal. U.S. Senator, because she was the least likely to join bipartisan bills and because she either voted for or co-sponsored the most liberal bills possible. Mm. Leftists seem to agree with the bipartisan because the lefty organization Americans for Democratic Action gave Harris a perfect liberal rating. Not even Bernie Sanders can touch Harris's score.
1: Great Scott.
0: She backed Medicare for all before uh, she also supported the the absurdly expensive and unrealistic Green New Deal to the point where she threatened to end the filibuster to pass it. She wants to ban right-to-work laws. She wants to decriminalize illegal immigration. She wants to provide health care for illegals, implement a compulsory gun buyback, which is confiscation, a gun confiscation program, and ban fracking. That's not just made up by right-wingers. That's according to votes she's cast and statements she's made in just the last couple of years. She is more liberal on all the issues, if if you write them, either by nonpartisan groups or by liberal groups, than Bernie Sanders.
1: Yeah, Bernard Sanders. Which
0: she gets to be. This is American. If that's what you want to vote for, feel free to. But you ought to again, know what you're voting It's for. not a hilarious question to say, you know, what do you bring in, socialist or progressive policies? <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm bringing. My mom is an immigrant from what the hell what? is that?
1: Yeah. No kidding. Well, it's generally agreed that Joe Biden's platform is the furthest left of any presidential candidate in history. Yeah. That's partly just the way our politics have moved and partly because he he, he promises just ridiculous, like, uh, you know, Santa Claus on steroids crap that not only does he have no intention of delivering, nobody could. but and, and yet people go out in droves like vacant-eyed cattle to vote for it. So
0: one thing I would say about uh, a, a lot of that is I don't think Kamala Harris cares about any of those things. I think she's just uh, you know trying to climb the ladder. I don't think she believes in any of those things. I think she'll be whatever would get her reelected if she was president. Yeah, I, don't I don't think, think she
1: has any principles.
0: Bernie's committed to the core on various things. Yeah. She's, she's just, she was just saying those things because she thought, because she was watching Twitter, those were the things you needed to say to become the nominee. Mm-hmm. Or the way you needed to vote.
1: Oh, and that's why she narrowly missed being the nominee. Oh, (laughs) that's right. She was forced out before Iowa. Uh, She
0: also said, I'm going to give him my lived experience as a black woman in America, which is a a critical race theory um, uh, code thing.
1: Ah, yes, as the daughter of two Stanford uh, professors.
0: Anyway, switching subjects, also political, though. I thought this was kind of good. The story's a little bit old, but I just saw it. ACB was sworn in as Supreme Court Justice Monday night. I wasn't watching the cable news channels when it happened, but this uh, person from the Washington Examiner was. On Monday, as Barrett and her family participated in a swearing-in event at the White House, MSNBC published an on-air headline that read, Underneath her being sworn in, Republicans Celebrate as Thousands Die. Seems reasonable. <laughs> Did thousands die at that exact moment, or is this more of a long-running thing, says the uh, the writer of this article, which I think is funny. Elsewhere on the network, host Chris Hayes echoed the garbled sentiments voiced by the on-air graphic, accusing Republicans and even Barrett herself of genocide. Quoting Chris Hayes here. <laughs> Something else that Mitch McConnell and the institutional Republican Party and all the staffers and the lawyers and the factotums and the functionaries and the people sitting in the White House watching this right now Perhaps people on Capitol Hill who have the TV on right now, and the right wing who have been supporting and spinning for this president, and the people who work for Donald Trump himself, and all of his apologists who like to pose as independent thinkers, too. And all the king's horses
1: and all the king's men. Removed from
0: it all. Wow, that's not even a sentence. (laughs) That's just where he stopped. That's where it ends? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he continued, moving ponderously in the general direction of a point. Uh-huh. Something that every last one of them have done together, said Chris Chris Hayes, other than Supreme Court justices, which cannot be reversed. And that is that they have participated in a project that has led to the deaths of probably 100,000 Americans who didn't have to die. Congratulations. You got that done, too. That also can't be reversed. They can't come back. We can't undo that. That's the other accomplishment here, Judge Barrett. They traded one for the other. They traded those lives for this justice. Is he talking
1: about the COVID?
0: And yet somehow what? <laughs> well, I'll read I'll read the column. Hayes has been uh, using this as a talking point for weeks now. How exactly the Senate killed hundreds of thousands of people by giving its advice and consent on this nomination is no clearer now than when Hayes first said it.
1: Well, you weren't watching. I watched the swearing-in ceremony and Donald Trump actually handed her the nuclear football and and she wiped out uh, Ottawa. Just for chuckles. You didn't hear about that? What the hell is he talking about? So I, I just thought that genocide. Was well, OK, it's time to start back at the bottom of the hyperbole scale or something and then, you know, work our way up again.
0: So some dude went into a church in France today and killed some people with a knife, beheaded a woman, all while screaming or yelling Allah Akbar as he was shot. And as he was taken to the ambulance, he was still yelling Allah Akbar. So you know what is going on here? There's been a, a spate of these over the last several weeks, three or, different attacks. As
2: morning Joe put it today, we, we, the motive is still unclear.
0: totally oh, all point. right. Um <laughs> is it because of the the trial of the shooters from the Charlie Hebdo massacre? Is it because that professor was drawing pictures of Muhammad to make a point? Yes. Um all of these things, of I these, guess. Oh, sure. But uh, it's a little scary and they're in they're in uh, their highest their color code, their, the way they do it mm-hmm. rainbow of doom. The rainbow of doom. They're at their highest uh, color right now. And they got police on the streets everywhere in France and all the big cities. And uh, the politicians are saying strong things. And um, it's, you know, it's a scary situation. Meanwhile, this tweet went out this morning from a guy named Dr. Mahatur Mohamed, who I didn't know who that was, but he was the prime minister of Malaysia a couple of cycles ago
1: malaysia is a gigantic
0: country. an enormous country yeah. tweeted out muslims have the right to be angry and kill millions of french people for the massacres of the past wow Ian bremer retweeted that saying shocking from a former world leader and many accounts have been suspended for less i'd say twitter hey uh, jack dorsey in your beard that okay on twitter Apparently it is. Guy calling for millions of French people to die at the hands of uh, terrorists? Woo! How about the fact that that's what the former prime minister of Malaysia thinks? That's what he actually believes. And not only does he believe it, he thinks that's the sort of thing you should say out loud. Right. And not to, like, just your crazy friends. He's proud. proud of it. Woo! That is something right there.
1: Nation of 30-some, 31 million people. Sixty-one percent uh, Muslim.
0: That is that is something. They yeah. got a problem in France.
1: Yeah, they do. They got a big problem in France. Um, yeah, it's so weird to be back on the uh, fundamentalist Islam beat. You know, kind of mellowed out for a while there, but not in France where they have—is it ten percent Muslim pop- population at this point? Um, yeah. Well, troubling stuff. I, you know, that's all we need, right?
0: Yeah, and I hope we don't see anything like that in the United
1: States. Um, We were talking earlier about France and Germany shutting down like crazy over the COVID thing.
0: Shutting down the countries for a month, starting this week in the month of November, shut down again in France and Germany. Bars, restaurants, everything like that, completely closed. Is it Germany or France where you're only supposed to leave your house for an
1: hour? Italy uh, reimposing some of those restrictions, too. An hour a day you get to go out of your house. But the protests have uh, have uh, been mounted. The uh, The Euros in question are much less compliant. They're saying, we're not going to do this. This is going to be a really interesting chapter in uh, government mandates and control versus the people having had enough. Meanwhile, in Sweden, they didn't shut down. They had an initial rise in deaths that was very uh, troubling. But since then, it's mellowed out almost completely. They have a very low level of deaths in Sweden. Um, And (sighs) these countries that devastated their own economies emerged from it. They were hailed by the American media. And now they've got it like crazy again. The media is silent on that, but there is some good news. Regeneron Pharmaceuticals said data from a late-stage cl- clinical trial suggests that it's antibody cocktail therapy. I do enjoy a cocktail. Uh, for COVID-19, significantly reduces virus levels and the need for further medical care. Uh, another encouraging you take signal.
0: That after you get it?
1: Uh, yeah, it's a it's a treatment. It's a therapy as opposed to a vaccine. Uh, or patients, a preventative. Well, exactly. Patients outside the hospital who got the therapy were fifty-seven percent less likely to need medical care.
0: Well, if I, I am going to keep that on my mind if I get it, you know, tomorrow, which any of us could. Give me one of those. Give me a little of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you are a doc, and can give me the hookup, you know, maybe I'll just keep it in the back of my fridge.
0: I do one shot of bleach every night, <clears> just like <throat> the president said.
1: That's smart. I do I, it. I hate that story. Yeah, I know it's idiotic. It's like the good people on both sides story. It's just fiction. And yet, it has uh, gone around the world many times. So that's good news. Way to go, Regeneron. Keep it up. That's the only thing that's going to end this. Yeah, something that removes the menace of it or a vaccine. Uh, Yeah, I think this thing is just part of our lives now until medical science triumphs over it in one way or another. Now, it could go away. Could. we
0: didn't get rid of polio or smallpox by hunkering down.
1: No, we came nor did up with we achieve uh, herd immunity. Science beat it. Yeah. Well, a vaccine is, in a way, herd immunity, but it's different than what we're talking about. I think unless you were a quibblesome quibbler, you understand that. Uh, the The bad news about the vid, which makes this even better news, what we were just talking about, is that they're thinking your immunity does not last forever. And the milder the case, or the the younger you are, the less it lasts. Mm. Yeah. Not good. It could end so, up being like a, so keep working on those
2: those drugs, folks. Well, it could end up being like a, a flu vaccine where you, you just have to take it once a year.
1: As oh, opposed fine. to taking it like gotcha. a chicken pox thing where you're fine. one and done. Gotcha. Give me the vaccine in my right arm, the bleach in my left arm. That's what I'll tell the doctor. <laughs> I'll be ready to go. Armstrong and Getty.
2: checked earlier this evening 75 million votes had already been banked which is about 54 percent of the total vote in 2016 and while you know you can go crazy trying to figure out the partisan breakdown of early voting and all of that it does seem that if just the national polls have been right in this remarkably stable race for a very long time that even if the the tally were being banked um evenly uh, just in correspondence to the polls Joe Biden is the odds on favorite for winning. That doesn't mean Trump can't win. Um, You know, we're hearing a lot of people who think that rallies are more important than polls, and that'll be put to the test. But, uh, you know, Joe Biden has the wind at his back right now. And the fact that he's banked so many of these votes has to be of real concern for the GOP, particularly if they're going to get out the vote on election day.
0: That's Jonah Goldberg. Now, he is a never-Trumper. I think he's right, though. I think the polls show that. The overwhelming likelihood is that Joe Biden wins. Mitch McConnell is out today saying there's a 50-50 chance Democrats take the Senate. Does that make him a bad person for saying that? Is he supposed to ignore the polls? Because every time I say I think Biden's going to win, you know, get killed in the texts and the emails, how dare you say that? I just I don't understand ignoring the polls. I don't get that um i don't that's not the result i want it's just what the polls show uh we got this text how can you place any credence on the polls and keep saying that the democrats will sweep how stupid can you be of course after it's all over you'll blame everything but yourselves for being so wrong again um the that's that's a myth that has grown is that the polls were so wrong in 2016 they weren't that wrong the
1: national poll was right um of course, national polls are nigh on useless, and over reporting on them is dumb. But... Right, but the national polls were right. Um,
0: it closed in like the last couple of days, and you had a lot of undecideds. But as the polls showed it, it turned out correctly. Right, and 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 you might my... uh, the states were wrong, but the national poll now, if it's right again, like it was last time, it was right last time. You're wrong if you think if you think I'm wrong. Google it. The polls were right last time nationally, and if they're right again this time, Trump's behind by, like, 12 points.
1: And, you know, I can barely summon the breath to say this, because the occasional, you know, the very, very small percentage of of people who will, like, write us or or tweet at us who are angry idiots, I mean, I just... I can't even work up a give-a-damn for y'all because the bulk of our audience are really, you know, cool people, well, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um But having said that, uh, my angry and aggressive f- friend, how much have you read about the major changes the polling organizations have put in place since 2016? You an authority on that? How they've really adjusted all their turnout models and the rest of it? Now, they might not be 100% right, but are, you're up on all that, right, before you sent your angry little screed? I assume you are. Of course you are, because you would never go off half-cocked.
0: Well, I All just right. I just don't understand what good it does you to pretend that these polls are are are, are wrong, um, you know, and 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 if they do turn out to be wrong, um, it is the end of polling because it just shows that in the modern world you can't poll for some reason. It's got something to do with smartphones or I don't know what.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. And willingness to participate too. But uh, the interesting part of it to me is that virtually every poll that matters is tightening. <clears throat> uh, in which Trump is behind, um, excuse me, including a bunch of Senate races, the Republicans are behind. But with the enormous number of already cast ballots, how much does that matter? What percentage of votes has already been um, does the, cast? Well, right. So there's there's As a percentage of the old stuff we know, but we don't know what turnout's going to be this time, and it appears to be record setting.
0: In general, polls tighten when you get to election day. Mm-hmm. Which and, polls? All of them. Okay. I, I guess because people shoot off their mouths about changing things, or in their own mind they do, but when it comes down to it, they go with what they've gone with in the past, or something. I don't even know what it is, why polls tighten at the end. But do polls tighten if you vote by mail a month ahead of time? Like in your own mind, do you, does that still happen? Or is there something about election
2: day that causes that psychological change? Are people who've already voted by mail, are they getting polled?
1: I'd be interested in that, too. Or are they disqualified one. from answering the poll? Right. No, I think, no, no I heard at least one poll, it was uh, phrased, have you voted for, or do you intend to vote okay. for so-and-so? But okay. I don't know that all of them do. The place
0: the polls could be wrong, the wrongest, would be, because um, you build your models based on an expectation of how many people are going to vote. And if this turns out being way outside the number of what they thought was going to vote, exactly. then the polls could be pretty damned wrong. Yep. And that's what they really, really struggle with: turnout models. But it have to be way toward one direction. We're going to have a record turnout, and those all those people that don't normally vote—a big chunk of them, a really big chunk of them—are going to be Trump people, as opposed to the same percentage. We just have more people. Don't reconfirming. Know. We don't. We don't know. We'll don't know on Tuesday.
1: No, and you know, to the extent that uh, voting on election day votes uh, are a significant number. There's still more time for the angry, militant, violent looting left to drive people to vote for Trump. Well, I'm still going. The trend is that way. Trump
0: loses, I'm sad. They lose the Senate, I'm scared. Armstrong and Getty.